0: Welcome! Hello, hello, hello. It's Thursday, and you know what Thursday is, Beyond Small Talk Day. Welcome to Beyond Small Talk every Thursday at the 4 o'clock Eastern Standard Hour. My name is Jackie Janik, and I'm a women's empowerment coach, helping women uncover their purpose and define their own path in the world. And today you're watching Beyond Small Talk Real Women, Real Conversations, Elevating Womankind One Talk at a Time. I'm very excited to have yet a returning co host. She's a repeater. Defender. Her name is Betsy Cox. Her handle is at Betsy Cox Health. And today we're talking everything about you and your lady parts number four. This is our fourth episode because it is very important for you to pay attention to your lady parts. And Betsy's going to educate us more on our lady parts. And by her first sentence of telling of some show notes is there's more to you and your lady parts than I thought. Like, I just considered it my badge. But thanks to
1: Betsy, you're gonna educate me more. It's more than my badge, (laughs) right, Betsy? (laughs) (laughs) I just came on and heard badge, Jackie. I mean, mean, hello and welcome. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for having me on. I am once again jammed in my bedroom corner, on my bed, on my pillows, where there's like this much consistent internet service so this is just my new locale for uh, all of our talks well it's great and oh, i said yeah. you're,
0: you're a repeat offender you come back number four because as like yeah, we hey. always have to talk about our leading parts and we always have to take care of our health yes. and i feel like you are my go-to yeah. person when it comes to anything within here and i even texted you mm-hmm. earlier this week saying how come again we're talking
1: and i got my period and it's synced with the moon i think Right, but that was the full moon. I was like, "Ooh, she's she's lined up. That's a good good thing."
0: Is that a good thing?
1: Yeah. Yes. Thank yeah. you.
0: Now I'm getting like the uh, hot flashes started. <laughs> <laughs> right now, right as we speak. Oh, uh, a little before year just started, and like two weeks ago, I was in a car with an old friend, and I was like, "Can you put on the AC?" And he's like, "It's like 40 out, but I get you, girl." He's like, "I'm in menopause too," and I was like, "Yeah, we both are." <laughs>
1: Oh, well, it's nice to have someone who's understanding you're not fighting over the thermostat. Yeah, I swore to my husband, I would not go through this in Miami. And here I am. So oh, no. what are you gonna do in Miami it's freaking yeah. hot down here? <laughs> it's getting hot. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, okay. So Let's get started. Oh my Thanks goodness. again, everybody. Betsy is like your go to person for women's health, particularly women, I feel like over 40 is where your expertise lies. Yeah, but- yeah. So let's world. get started. Like uh, the first thing where you told me lady parts, you wrote me lady parts in quotes and you said it means all of me, like my bone, skin, tissue. Can you tell me more like how you describe lady parts?
1: Yes. Um, you know, I think it's a great handle and I think it's a great eye catching and kind of arresting sort of uh, thing to be focused on. And we all are the sum of our parts, so um, but we can't separate our hormones from our detoxification system, from our metabolic system, from our cardiac uh system from you know our digestive system, certainly. So I really want to um, share with your listeners today that even though you and I talk a lot about what's going on below the belt, um, (laughs) there is a whole interconnectedness in the body and there's really no way to separate out one system from the other. In allopathic medicine, we get a lot of that because we're constantly going to specialists, right? Mm -hmm. I remember a situation with my mom who had some shoulder pain that started right here and kind of went up. It didn't go into her neck and we were looking for somebody to give her some insights on that. And the the actual <laughs> information I was given was if it's like a few inches below this part of your body, you have to see this person. If it's literally an inch or two up here, then you're going to need to see an ear, nose and throat person. Hmm. And we're... We're in a system, in a health system, that's getting more and more specialized, and that's not helping us. That's not helping our overall health. I think we can all attest to that. Um, And so I really want women to appreciate that if you focus on hormone health and improving that, every aspect of your health is going to improve. There's no question. So a rising tide lifts all ships, right? If you want to focus on um, cardiac health, then all other systems in your body will benefit. So there's, that's the good news and sometimes the frustrating news because I think um, we're led to believe that we can just focus on this one specific area and we don't have to really think about the rest of our body and what any kind of dysregulation in this one particular area might cause. And um, so we're everything. We're our skin, we're our uh, mental health, we're our our parasympathetic nervous system and how that responds. Our immune system. I mean, those two things have been so incredibly taxed uh, in this past year since COVID began and then compounded with political and social shit shows that have just been Unfathomable. This has been a time that has paralleled no other in my life, in your life, in anybody's life that I know. Uh, my mom was born before World War II was over. She doesn't. Re- she was young. She was just a little girl. But um, you know, nobody remembers anything like this. You may have a Holocaust survivor who remembers this type of stress um, and um, chaos that. And I, I just want to share with people today how hormone balance has been disrupted over this time, if I may.
0: Yeah, so um, can you – I remember okay. we talked about hormones before, and I get mine checked you know, the estrogen, progester, progesterone, testosterone, mm-hmm. and am I missing mm-hmm. one?
1: Well, yeah, there are – um, varieties of within those sex hormones. So they're really just a snapshot in time. They're really not where I think you want to be spending your, um, advocating time and effort Mm -hmm. with your physician. I think it's far more important to get things like thyroid, a full thyroid panel, um, done. If you're in perimenopause, what you can imagine is that, um, and that's so if you're over 40, If you're in that area where you're still having regular periods and maybe the characteristics of your period have changed, maybe they're heavier, um, maybe there's no change. But you can um, believe the fact that our bodies go through this change. They uh, take us through a cycle of hormonal changes in our sex hormones and that also affects uh, insulin, that affects cortisol, that affects serotonin melatonin the downstream metabolite of serotonin it affects everything it affects thyroid hormone so that's my point so if if there's um a specific area of your life that is out of balance that you can believe that that's just that it's not that one isolated hormone right Yeah, like you have to see it like in a whole picture, right? So in this sort of macro environment. Yes. And you can absolutely begin to work on that one area in that one area. And as I said, if you work in that area, everything will benefit. But if you go to your doctor and say, you know, I'm, it shows here that I'm, uh, you know, my estrogen is low and you have a physician that prescribes estrogen without progesterone, you're gonna have just as many problems as you have if you didn't get that estrogen because there has to be balance. So what I would suggest is uh, more of a cortisol awakening response uh, testing, dry urine testing, which is far more accurate. It's called Dutch testing. That's far more accurate than uh, blood uh, values of hormones. Um, So this list that you're saying, because it seems
0: like when you go to the doctor, because I've been to now three, right, all going because I've been challenged with the perimetopause. I feel like they all do mm-hmm. the same test, so then they're getting obviously the same response, but they're not able to um, help me solve these challenges. Again, I'm on my third doctor, so I'm a little frustrated. And But you're saying, like, can you tell us one more time, like, what do we ask for that's above and beyond? Because I feel like, is there a standard, like you go in, they take your blood, they take your urine, and then they just like give you these tests? Or do we ask for specific things, like, where should we start to ask for more specifically? Does that make sense? Okay,
1: that's a great question. And um, so I think there are a plethora of situations and symptoms that happen in perimenopause that some people just breeze through. They don't have any problems at all. They don't even notice. And, um, you know, a okay. Lucky bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, all right. Lucky for you. Yeah. And there are other people who don't have as easy a time. So it's important to remember perimenopause in and of itself is not a disease. Perimenopause will shine a spotlight on things that are not in order or in balance when you get into perimenopause. So... If you have a little bit of uh, pre-metabolic syndrome, if you're carrying extra weight, and remember that extra weight holds estrogen. Mm -hmm. In adipose tissue is one of the areas where estrogen is stored. So that's gonna put you in an estrogen dominant kind of situation. And what are the symptoms and side effects of estrogen dominance? really intense periods, sometimes fibroids, which is, is a common time to, if you were never bothered by fibroids, to kind of get them. Some people can wait them out because in post-menopause, you, generally speaking, you don't have this issue, right? Because the estrogen is not feeding that fibroid anymore. Um, tender breasts, fibrocystic breasts, headaches, anxiety, fatigue, skin disruptions. These are all symptoms of estrogen dominance see my skin disruption when when, I I actually can't see it at all but um thank you it's like I'll take your word for it it's (laughs) really bad so but so then it's like for example so this is just an opportunity to to really just you know understand that this perimenopause gives you a long window to get your shit together and it shines a bright light on what is out of balance and these are just imbalances, but when perimenopause like starts to create this kind of hormonal, you know, uh, uh, roller coaster, I'm like, what's the word? <laughs> I was thinking tornado. I was like, no, that's not it. Um, <laughs> roller coaster. It highlights and emphasizes it is puberty for grownups. Hmm. So remember, when you went through puberty, there was no cure for it except to get out of it without. Being killed or killing your parents. Right. So I and, guess that's my, you know,
0: <laughs> killing my husband right now.
1: <laughs> yes. So this is a time when you want to ask for uh, patience from yourself and forgiveness from yourself and then spread that compassion and empathy out to your family members. Um, this is a time when women typically uh, stop saying they're sorry every five minutes and when they're really standing in their own truth and power. I don't feel like that, I feel like this. I don't feel like putting you first or anybody else first. This is how I feel, this is what I want, and I want it to happen soon. So there's some retraining going on as well. Estrogen is that hormone where it is the nurturing hormone. It is, the, it is why women are able to care for newborn babies, When they are sleep deprived, when they are nursing and being bitten and being, you know, really like depleted of nutrition and nutrients, it is why women put other people first um, for so long. That hormone is built into our physiology and our biochemistry so that we can bear the burden of reproducing and populating planet earth. Mm. If we didn't have estrogen, let's just picture for a minute, a man without, and this isn't any hit on men at all. I love men a lot. Mm. (laughs) And and I'm happy to say that, Uh, but they are not designed to nurture in the way that women nurture while there are, you know, I know we're getting a little off track here. I yeah. absolutely always do, Jackie. <laughs> but this is really by design. We are, we are set up this way by design so that when we are within our childbearing years, we have more estrogen, which is the nurturing hormone to be able to do the work we need to do in that chapter of our lives. Got it. And when we start to move out of that chapter, um, suddenly were thought of as being really bitchy, really short-tempered, really um, all over the place. You know, I don't even know you. I've had clients say that their spouses have said that to them. I remember telling my husband, I was like, and I think I've shared this with your audience before, like, look, this is how I feel. I have no brake pads. None on oh, my patients whatsoever. Interesting that our breaks are being fixed today. <laughs> um, but it it feels like that. It feels like somebody is just overnight like jacked your patients like right out from under you. Yeah. And um, there's no need to apologize. It's a re- it's happening to you. So why do you need to apologize? But you do need to you know, work on a harmonious living and working um, situation. And it's not fair To you or to your family members to suddenly, you know, understand how to understand the new you. That's the work that you need to do. Um, And in in redesigning your some of the things that are going to be a part of you going forward and some of the things that you're going to put down. Yeah. As we get a little bit older. So you're
0: saying that all the stress from the past year. So say if you're someone like some of the listeners that were are in perimetopause like me um, and we've had yeah. one of the most stressful past year, shitty, shitty crappy year. Yes. So that, I guess, even yes. like put on another layer, what you're saying can also affect that and my hormonal level. Yes. So, OK, so now yes. we're there. I'm there, And now it's like. Yes. But you know, people think, and this so is so let me let me well, let me wait, just say, I, like, can I interrupt here? Yeah, okay. Because like, so say you're saying it's like a transition, right? This It doesn't snap off one day and go on the next. So that's how I feel like COVID, people are starting to talk about COVID. Well, we're almost over COVID. So it's supposed to be like all of a sudden because the CDC said I don't have to wear a mask outside, that my hormone levels just go back to where they should. No, like this is going to linger in us for who knows how long. So I think what you know, saying to have the compassion and to understand this, I want women to understand that this is going to affect us longer than just in the moment, right? Like how long does this can affect your hormones moving forward?
1: So it's, it can be um, surgically induced and it can be induced by um, certain types of chemo, hysterectomies, obviously things that can cause immediate menopause. For people who have not experienced things like that, they will gradually move into early peri, you know, full-on perimenopause and then later perimenopause. When you have hit menopause, you are a year uh, or more, but it's, as we've discussed before, it's a diagnosis in hindsight, uh, if you want to call it a diagnosis, that implies it's a disease. It's not. It's a phase of life. So how do you know when you're through puberty? I I think if we start to look at it in that way, Mm -hmm. that it is this type of transition that takes years, sometimes um, up to five, eight years. Some people start to go through it. They have no symptoms or signs. Usually when you start to get hot flashes and disruptions in your period, and then maybe you're skipping periods. You know, you know, something's going on, but there's a drop in progesterone between five and seven years before women reach menopause and progesterone is that calm hormone. Mm -hmm. So this is why. you wouldn't want to go, and, and even though your estrogen is fluctuating, you wouldn't, and even if they show up on your labs as low, you don't want to go and have somebody, you know, inject, you jam you with estrogen without progesterone balancing that off, because that sets up a whole um, unhealthy dynamic.
0: Yeah, and it I sounds terrible.
1: Yeah, it's not, like not a like good look. If you're, here
0: and you have calming here and you're on, like, always oh, this. Yeah, so like, it's going to make things worse. Yeah, and this is why women are yes. tagged and labeled. Oh, you're so bitchy. You're on edge, blah, blah, blah. It could, it, it's my hormones, right? So, like, what can we do about it? Like, what else? Yeah. And I know you, you've given us definitely tips and tools. I still apply the organic tampons.
1: I still <laughs> that was always a good one. literally apply them. Uh, um, well, one of the things that I want to I really want to touch on this today, and that is that we have lived in the past year or more, whether regardless of your age, um, in a state of chronic high stress. So the way high stress affects the body in interim short term periods it's called hormesis, and it's very healthy. So um, a good example of that is when you work out and you're doing weights and you tear that um, muscle tissue a little bit and the cartilage around that so that when you heal, you're actually building muscle. That's a really good example of hormesis. Another example is um, sometimes if you get a cold or you get the flu, it can really kind of re um, build and re-strengthen a sluggish immune system. You know, it's been called into action. Um, What you don't use, you will lose. So we need stress. We need short bursts of stress. And those are very healthy, healthy for the brain, healthy for the body. What isn't healthy is this chronic, intense, long-term stress. And that is what everybody has been through with the pandemic and all the things and losses that each and every individual has experienced through this time whether that's a loved one a job an an opportunity you know we've all got a list of things that we lost in this time and we've just been holding on and holding on and holding on and while we can't just go back to what we were before it is time to absolutely switch from this parasympathetic nervous system uh, excuse me uh, sympathetic nervous system mode which is our fight-or-flight mode right which is designed to save our lives Mm -hmm. we've been sitting here in fight-or-flight for well over a year and i want to share with your viewers what happens which is natural which is the body's natural way of surviving through this time is to do the following is to hold on to weight because we might die. So we need the weight, which is to, you know, we're not that far evolutionarily speaking from our ancestors who were living in caves and had discovered fire. This is kind of like where our bodies physiologically Mm -hmm. still are. We haven't evolved beyond that. Um, So our bodies for all this time and our minds thought that we were in a fight or flight, live or die kind of situation. And what happens in that time, by design, is that our digestive system slows down. We don't sleep properly. We don't metabolize food. As I said, our digestive system slows incredibly. Our immune function is suppressed because why would we fight a cold when we're gonna die? There'd be no reason to do that. Why would we sleep well when we're gonna die? The body prioritizes in this way So what I'm really hoping to impart with your listeners, and I totally think this is a two-parter, but I'm just saying, um, is to to help all of us transition out from that fight or flight, that sympathetic nervous system mode, back into parasympathetic nervous system, where we heal, where we digest, where our cortisol levels are balanced, so that our insulin and our glucose capabilities balance out, so that we can sleep at night and heal, so that we can address any ongoing viral or immune irregulations, and so that our estrogen, our sex hormones can balance with a stronger detoxification system, because when we're in fight or flight, guess what else we don't do? We don't reproduce, we don't have a a normal, sex hormone balance. And we certainly don't detoxify any extra estrogen or excess hormones that our body doesn't need. We don't detoxify that properly. So for anybody that's in perimenopause right now, it's been, you can add an additional layer of shit show Mm. on top of what you're already going through.
0: Thanks for 100%. confirming that for me because I feel like I've yes. been there and without people yeah. talking about it or acknowledging that I have no like two layers. I have the whole hormonal per perimetopause which I'm totally on right and then living in this fight or flight place which is I know a a bit more about that because Sophie being autistic it's kind of a something that goes on for her that we work on a lot always being in this fight or flight and with her we use a lot of uh, supplements one is serotonin etc etc so say Mm -hmm. you're like a poor women out there in perimenopause just went through, you know, this whole year, what, like, what can we do to start resetting ourselves? Like one
1: thing. Okay, Yeah. So I think, you know, there are a lot of different levels. Uh, I think one of the first things to do is to um, learn at least one breathing technique, because the mind is surveilling everything. So you can Tell your mind, no, I'm fine, we're fine. You can tell all your friends, all your family, I'm good, I'm good. But your mind, your body is informed by your thoughts. And so if you're not there, you're not there. But this is one of the ways that you can kind of override that. There aren't very many, but this is one of the ways that you can. And that is simply by exhaling longer than your inhale. So what you don't do when you're in fight or flight mode is take long, deep breaths and take a long, deep exhale. Mm, When you're in fight-or-flight mode, you breathe like it's a shallow breath. Like you don't have time to take a fast breath. You know, your respiratory system is activated. Your adrenaline is activated. All these things are like on like, "Ah," like fight-or-flight mode, literally. So this is one of the fastest ways to put into practice a way to kind of override, even if you're really not there mentally um, and you're still ruminating and scared and freaked out and and sad and, you know, haven't had a chance to mourn all the things that have gone on in this year, missed opportunities, you know, even if you haven't had a chance yet to design your own post-traumatic growth strategy. What? $5 expression right there. Think about that. Think about what that is for yourself. So that's the first thing to do is to, and I'm sorry about the outside noise. Um, In the morning, you know, when you start to feel this, like it's all kind of bubbling up, take that time to exhale. You don't need to do box breathing. You don't need to do four, seven, eight. You don't need to do, you don't need to get on a mat. You don't need to do anything. You can do it in your car with your eyes open. Just make sure that that exhalation is a little bit longer than the inhale. And you will start to feel and shift yourself back into this parasympathetic space, which is where the body heals, where hormones will naturally balance and optimize their function, and where you will be able to release and let go of um, toxic levels of hormones that are, the metabolites are still you know kicking around yeah. in your system so and that's i know the for people thing. it
0: sounds so I think, easy it sounds so like it's like i think feel like breathing it's not easy no it's not and i'm like but it has no. so much i like to give tips and tools that have high roi like you do it and you feel better mm-hmm. like pretty quickly like you don't have to you know like for me tackling my weight is taking forever but to sit in start breathing again it's like a good reminder and ivy you know my life as a doormat we had her on as well met her through you she Mm -hmm. said sleep heal lose the covid 10 pounds bring it (laughs) yes Yes.
1: how can i re? can you hear me i can okay how do i refresh myself I'm frozen. Yeah, you just stay frozen and we'll keep going.
0: Yeah, we can keep going cuz we can hear you, but yes, you are currently frozen, but okay. I can hear you like perfectly. Well, which is good. We want to hear you.
1: Okay. So, I'll keep going. Ivy, you're absolutely right. Sleep, there is no doctor, no surgery, no supplement, no nutrient on planet Earth that has more bang for its buck and more power in healing than sleep there is nothing that can surpass the health benefits of a good night's sleep, consistent good night's sleep. So how do you do that when you're, when you're having hot flashes in the middle of the night? You know, what do you do with sleep disruption? So, you know, melatonin's, uh, uh, melatonin's okay. I think if you're gonna go with melatonin, you're gonna wanna try a sustained release There are different types of uh, sleep disruptions. Some people can't get to sleep, some people can't stay asleep. So, um, you know, you wanna kinda consider what is the problem. I think if you're having difficulty staying asleep, a sustained low dose of melatonin, sustained release low dose is one way to go. Uh, I think cutting back on stimulants in the morning and the afternoon, some people can't get out of bed without coffee. You know, you can cut back a little bit on the coffee and on the stimulant in the afternoon and then the wine at night to wind down. Alcohol will wake you up. It just will. It feels like Um, a catch-22. You know what I'm
0: saying a little bit? Because it's like Sophie and I on a seven-day, we slept one night in seven days. Okay, so this is why yeah. I kind of look oh, like this today.
1: Oh, my heart broke today. when I heard that.
0: Yeah, it's been a really Funny. hard one, and, like, it hit me today. Like, literally, like, I'm sweating. Yeah. Like, I'm, like, I'm just, like, all over the place. And, um, yeah, so it's, like, so, then I drink coffee because I was, like, I got to do my yeah. day.
1: And then by time, yeah. I'm, like,
0: so you're in this kind of bit of a
1: yeah, vicious cycle. Yeah, and then you're wired. Yeah. Yeah, and then you have wine or alcohol to wind down. So... Um, Okay. You know, recognizing that pattern is very important. But one of you know, there are supplements that are really, really great with sleep. And one of the um, best ones is magnesium. Mm. And if you've got that racing mind, uh, magnesium three and eight. Uh, is a great place to, uh, you know, around 500 milligrams. Ashwagandha is really good. I've been if you taking have any issues, that,
0: and I have yeah. to say, it, it. I've been taking that with a vitamin E, like a high potent slash, it's quite expensive, but um, vitamin mm-hmm. E fish, vitamin E. I think so. And I have to say, even though because I'm still in this like hot stuff, I've been feeling better, like my period's been better. I think it's been working for me because when I went to the doctor two months ago and I was going to share with everyone, they put me on um, a depressant, antidepressant. And oh no! no exactly. No. I was getting desperate, Betsy. I forgot to tell you. I was oh. in that space when I remember we've had this conversation, and everyone, Betsy and That's I talk. What
1: they always do. They, yeah.
0: So she's like, "Oh, you're doing all the other things." Blah blah blah. So she went to put me on it, right? And I was like, "Okay, I'm at my wit's end. Let me try." So I started on a. Saturday morning and I was so sick that weekend. I literally couldn't get out of bed. So then I called her on a Monday because my, my friend was like, she's a nurse. She said, you might have COVID. I was like, it's not COVID. I took a freaking antidepressant. Why am I acting? Why do I feel this way? And you know what her answer was yeah. basically? Well, it might take a few weeks for your body to adjust, but if you can't deal with it, then stop. And I was like, so this is your solution to help me. So anyway... I stopped yeah, doing no. a depressant. It this wasn't is... helpful for me.
1: Good.
0: And I'm not against anyone Good. I, well, antidepressants or anything no, like that. I'm all pro no no, what no. You need.
1: No. But, neither am I. But yeah. this is this is neurotransmitter uh, you know, supplemental support that comes in. This is a really strong case of estrogen dominance, Jackie, is is what you're experiencing. And so that's when you really take a much bigger and deeper dive into nutrient uh, density, and looking at B vitamins, looking at B6 in particular, B12, folate, um, and having those um, levels checked, absolutely. You want to have your thyroid checked. And we were talking about labs before. So if you're experiencing this type of thing, if you've got a little bit of a hypothyroid uh, sluggishness going on, you want to have... all that normally is tested is TSH, which is a thyroid stimulating hormone, which is a hormone that is released in the brain and doesn't really measure a whole lot. You know, we have thyroid hormone going to the liver, going to the kidneys, going everywhere. So we want to be sure and have free T4 tested, free T3 and reverse T3. Those are three really important uh, thyroid markers that would be the most basic uh, thyroid panel. So when you are getting ready to go to your doctor, and this is something that um, I think I've shared with you in the past, is that you want to tell them you want a full thyroid panel. If you can get thyroid antibodies tested as well, that's great. Sometimes you really have to do a lot of talking for that. But anybody in perimenopause that's experiencing weight gain, they can't get it off and they've tried or they're experiencing digestive sluggishness or constipation or the thyroid is what keeps everything kind of moving along. Or if you're, you're cold or you're hot, um, this is something that you definitely want to get a handle on and check. And you would have a problem with clearance with clearing, um, you know, anxiety-producing neurotransmission, and that often is what's at the root cause of this feeling of anxiety and sadness and depression. Anxiety and depression are mirror, you know, are on opposite sides of the same coin. So if you've got one or the other, you're struggling with both, oftentimes this can be a thyroid. Um, The root cause of this is physiological and biochemical and... You know, definitely go upstream and look at the thyroid. Thank you. But this is often what times you get uh, this type of, you know, kind of band aid sort of stuff. Yeah,
0: and I feel like that's what, that's why we've talked about being your own advocate and i've had other you know beyond small talk co-hosts are like you have to be your own advocate and educate yourself and this is why i think if anyone out there needs more education betsy as you can tell is just like you're just so knowledgeable in this area and just giving that like I take notes everyone I'll share my notes with you guys (laughs) but I don't know if you can see it Betsy but I have a little piece of paper I can see it yeah and I'm going back to my um test my lab and see if they did this 3t4 3t3 and reverse t3 everyone so these are things that you Mm -hmm. should get yes so we're about time up and I know that you can share so much more but is there one more thing you would like to share and leave with the audience
1: Yeah, I think magnesium, generally speaking, is um, something that we're all uh, needing, and there are different types of magnesium, um, and some magnesium can uh, create a little bit of a loose bowel situation, so that's a good, uh, you know, for people that are suffering from constipation, That's a type of magnesium that you would want to look at for people that are really dealing with a lot of anxiety and stress and depression. Look at magnesium 3 and 8. Yeah, 3 and 8 is something that um, is an antioxidant and um, compound that's in green tea as well. And that helps balance GABA and glutamate. And GABA and glutamate are the um, inhibitory, that's GABA, and the excitatory, and that is the glutamate. neurotransmitters that we are struggling to balance uh, very often, and particularly in times of high stress. So when you Uh, say magnesium and estrogen,
0: yeah, magnesium Mm -hmm.
1: threonate, how do you
0: say, how do you you spell this threonate?
1: T-H-R-E-A-T-E. Sometimes it's called L-threonine. That's a separate (gasps) amino acid. And again, that's um, so Magnesium 3 and 8 uh, Jaro makes a really good product um, That's a brand J-A-R-R-O And um, I recommend that to a lot of my clients I think Calm C-A-L-M Calm Mag is a good place to um, yeah. Put your efforts mm-hmm. Yes, that's a great evening tool And really look at your sleep hygiene Look at the one thing that you know You are You know, we all intuitively know what's yeah, going on like not we looking at your phone and before listen. you go to bed
0: yeah like don't look at your phone before yeah. you go to bed the blue light turn the tv off like set yourself up for a yeah. successful night's sleep not you know yeah completely
1: oh my god yeah I have so you many would, don't do that with your kids yeah well you know we don't like let our kids watch crazy television and then be like okay it's time get into bed and go to sleep yes we don't a, because just- and don't watch SVU, what?
0: people. Don't watch <laughs> SVU before bed because, well, Stabler oh, has been in my dreams lately. Yeah. I was like, hey, Stabler. And I'm like, really, Jackie? Stabler is in my dreams because I hear him. <laughs> wow. I know. Have you seen Go Stabler bro. lately? Yeah.
1: Anyway, mm. we, we digress. So thank you. I, I, don't, thank I you. don't watch scary television. I watch yeah. peace and love television. I, have so, I read so much that I spend a lot of my time reading clinical Blood analysis, and shit like that. Is, I, I'm reading a lot of that's, wellness that's your, and physiology. Yes.
0: That's like your dessert, you know. You're like, hey, let me read about blood. Yeah, you're so yeah. Cool. And this is. I why. mean, the
1: other that's a that's a good point. The other thing is, if you're gonna have that cocktail, have it three hours before you go to bed. If you're gonna eat, don't eat. You know, that really depends on if people are hypoglycemic, but generally speaking, we benefit from three hours of uh, digestion before we hit the sack. So those are just really basic places to begin. But I really encourage your audience to think about all the things that they've been through this year and ways that they can just start to transition back into this place where we know, at least for now, we made it, we survived, we're okay, we're going to continue to be okay. And what area of our body and our mind and our spirit do we need to start on first to really recover ourselves? and reset
0: that's a perfect perfect ending thank you so much everyone you must listen to this again because as I took notes uh Betsy just has tons of information and things that you could start implementing now like just breathe just after you get off this just breathe see see what it does for you anyway Betsy you know I love you thank you thank you thank you. you too
1: girl yeah Beyond take care of yourself you too we'll talk
0: soon because i miss our little phone calls um me too yeah everyone be on small talk and if you missed it here you can catch us on apple pod spotify audible youtube um this will be up tomorrow and give betsy a follow reach out to her if you have any questions i'm sure she'll be happy to talk to you